Hey everyone, Jesse here. I've created so many ways to connect deeper with the topics and content on this show, from one-on-one and group coaching to learning neuro-linguistic programming directly from me. All these options and so many more are available. Stick around to the end of the episode to learn more. Now, the reason y'all are here, the show. You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. I am in addiction recovery. And once again, as always, I am excited to be here with you sharing some interesting knowledge of myself and my addiction recovery that I experienced this week. And because there's a lot to cover, I want to jump right into it. Although I preface the very beginning that I've already shot this episode and it was one hour and I was really excited with it. I was actually quite happy with the way that it finished. But when I got done, I had to prepare to shower and get ready to go to the Beach Boys concert that was here in Huntsville tonight. And as I'm in the shower, of course, my brain isn't done with the podcast. (laughs) And it starts thinking of other things that I didn't mention. And then I go to the Beach Boys. And there's still a percentage of my brain working on the podcast. So by the time I'm home and it's 11 o'clock on a Wednesday night, I am fully enthralled with how the podcast episode grew in my head. And now we're reshooting it. And... I'm excited because I've already done this, so it should be more succinct, and that's why we're going to jump right into it. So here's the two things that we're going to cover today. We have discussed some of this stuff in the past. Now we're bringing it back. Circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. CTFAR. For those of you who've been listening to this show for a long time, then you definitely know what CTFAR is. If you are new to the show and you're just sort of jumping all around or you're starting here and you're going to work your way back, then you'll want to go back and look for an episode that says CTFAR. It stands for Circumstances, Thoughts, Feelings, Actions, Results. I know at some point I've at least given it one or two episodes, but today we're going to actually talk about how I directly use this recently when I had a surge of emotions and I needed to be able to utilize getting myself grounded so as not to have my entire day and my thoughts and my feelings hijacked by this unforeseen circumstance that got plopped into my lap. So we're going to cover CTFAR today, Circumstance, Thoughts, Feelings, Actions, Results. On top of that, we're also going to discuss the hats we wear. This is going to sound familiar to some of y'all because I did a a whole episode called The Masks We Wear. And the masks we wear are more about hiding our true self, about putting on a brave face and not speaking our truth. And I'm pretty sure the title of that one's called The Masks We Wear. So you can go look for that. At some point, I am going to get all of these episode numbers not necessarily memorized, but easily searchable by me, thus easily searchable by you. And in the future, I'll be able to say, that was episode blank. At this point, I'm not there. So 228 of these episodes, not there. And I'm not going to go look for them either. It's just, it is what it is. So today we're talking about the hats we wear. And when I'm referencing hats, I'm going to be specifically talking about all the different versions of ourselves that we have to be at any given moment or any given day. So how can you begin to visualize the hats you're wearing? Sweet. I'll make it easy on you. So if you're a a dad, if you're a mom, if you're an employee, or if you're a boss, if you're a coach of a team, if you're a volunteer at an organization, um, if you're a boyfriend, you're a girlfriend, you're a niece, you're a nephew, you're an uncle, any of those things, those are all the hats you wear. And on any given day, you're going to shuffle through a lot of hats. And so whenever I start referencing these hats later, just realize that if you're trying to figure out a way that this can equate to your life, look no further than just all the responsibilities that you have. What different version of yourself do you have to be on any given moment, any given day, any given hour, minute? You know, I'm a student now, and I'm also a podcast host, and I'm also a coach And I'm also a counselor in training and I'm all these things. And I have to be mindful of what hat I am wearing at any given moment to make sure that I am completely grounded and present in the moment that I'm in. So that's what we're going to talk about today because I had a very interesting experience happen to me last Thursday. 
And through my self-awareness, I realized that this would make a really amazing episode for a podcast. And so I want to explain to you what happened and then how I was able to utilize CT FAR and the hats that I'm wearing in order to get myself grounded, be present, and not have my entire day hijacked by this unforeseen circumstance that shifted my thoughts and that shifted my feelings and could really have set not just that day off the rails, but could have set multiple days off the rails. So here's what happened. Little note before we get too much farther is that I'm feeling a little under the weather. So I'm going to keep pausing the recording of this podcast to be able to blow my nose and clear my throat. And so if you're noticing some level of hiccups through this, where it seems like I've left off somewhere, then all of a sudden I come back on and it doesn't seem to align. Just understand that I'm doing the best I can because like every three minutes I feel like I have to turn the recording on pause in order to get myself cleared up. Okay, enough of that. Let's get to the point. So we're talking CT far. We're talking hats we wear. I'm talking about last Thursday. Um, Thursdays tend to be a heavy coaching day for me. I try to put all my clients um, on the same days going to be, you know, Thursdays, Fridays tends to be somewhere there. I put everybody on the same day because I get into a flow. I really enjoy back to back to back to back kind of coaching days because I'm able to stay in coaching mode. I'm able to put on the coaching hat, get in my coaching chair, and the whole day just flows. And it works really well for me and it works really well for the clients because they generally like the Thursdays too. And so it's Thursday, it's the morning. I get up, I do my usual rigmarole, and now it's time to start the coaching sessions. Well, about 15 minutes before I click on the Zoom to get into the very first coaching session, I open up my GCU Halo portal where all of my classwork and stuff exists. And for those of you who are following linearly, you understand that I'm a counselor in training. I'm getting my master's through Grand Canyon University, and that I've been putting a lot of effort into this. And just, in fact, tonight at 2 a.m., it flips over to week seven. And I'm already done with the first class, got an A in that, and I'm very excited because the first class of, which I would call the first real class of my master's degree is about substance use and addiction. So I'm right in my wheelhouse, right? So I'm expecting a very good grade from myself in this class because I'm obviously very into the material that I'm being taught. I mean, I am in addiction recovery. I do addiction recovery coaching. I have this podcast. I eat, live, and breathe, and sleep, and all the other things. I get the tribe, and the hub, and the academy, and I teach an LP, and this is all geared to helping people with you know similar stories and backgrounds such as ours, and let's rock and roll. So here I am. First essay gets turned in, and it's all about... Uh, you know, different kinds of treatment. And it's all about, you know, different ways that we can utilize addiction recovery as counselors in training. And it just, it's a ton of stuff. And I won't get into the nitty gritty of it. But I put a lot of effort into this essay, well close to 30 hours from start to finish, from doing the research and reading the textbooks and writing it and the bibliography, the whole deal from start to finish about 30 hours, pretty hardcore. And so I turned it in and I remember telling my girlfriend, I was like, oh yeah, I, I expect 95 out of 100 on this. Like this is, this is some damn good work. Very proud of myself. So 15 minutes before the coaching session, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I've gotten my grade yet. And I wasn't expecting it to be there, but it was there. And so I click on the grade book and open it up. And that's when Mike Tyson runs into my office and just starts beating the shit out of me. I mean, just yanks me up from my chair and I'm just getting Mike Tyson punched out. I'm talking French Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith from the 90s, his singing in the background and Mike Tyson's just going at me like that 1980s video game. And I get my ass beat. And yes, that's metaphorical, but that is exactly how I felt when I saw that grade. Like somebody had just punched me repeatedly in the stomach. I mean, my breath left me. I had gotten an 80 out of 100, which immediately took my grade down into the B minus range. And I get, for some of you, hearing 80 out of 100, you might think I'm a little bit overreacting about the Mike Tyson punch out uh, little story that I just did there. And had I spent an hour, two or three on this, then yeah, an 80, I would have been more than happy walking away from that experience saying I got what I earned. But this is not how I felt. And when I started looking at the feedback and seeing all of the things that I thought I had done well, that I had not done well, it was multiple punches in the gut. And here I am 15 minutes 
before I'm supposed to kick off my coaching sessions for the day, four of them, back to back to back to back with 30 minutes in between, you know, to give me a cushion. And now I've got to get myself focused. I've got to get myself in this. I've got basically six hours of coaching ahead of me, minus those little breaks in between. And there's not any time to be wearing the student hat or wearing the disgruntled Jesse. I can't believe I just got a B minus on a essay. I thought I'd get an A, you know, A damn near A plus on, you know, 95, 80, 15 points. But that 15 points was a lot. And in that moment, here's come CT far. So, right. So the circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. We talk about this a lot because there are things that happen externally. Something happens. That's the circumstance. That's the event. So when we're framing this for this episode and moving forward and all the other ones, anytime I bring up circumstance, we're talking about an event. We're talking about something that happens. No thought just pops into your head randomly. You might think it does, but they're all feeding off of one another. Your mind's having, you know, depending on what study you want to believe, you know, somewhere between 20 and 50, 100 200,000 thoughts a day. I like to follow the 50,000 thoughts a day one because I've read that in multiple places. With 50,000 thoughts comes 50,000 emotions. And in most of those thoughts and feelings that come in and out, they just float down the river over the waterfall. Whoosh, they're gone. Some of them stick around and then they start to spiral. It's like they get stuck in that little whirlpool. Have you ever been by a river and notice that there's that, you know, something like a piece of wood sticking out from the riverbank and water's getting trapped there and it starts to swirl and it sort of, you can grab little pieces of wood and just sort of spiral them over and over and over and over again. That's some of our thoughts. And with them, of course, feelings are attached as well. So here I am with my coach hat on. And right before the coaching, I decide to plop my student hat on, find out that I got a bad grade. I read the feedback, realize I did make a bunch of errors. It was things I thought I did well, but I did not do well. And now I've got about 10 minutes and I've got to put the coaching hat back on. So the circumstance that occurred was that I opened up the software and I found out about my grade. That's the event. The thoughts and the feelings that came with that, that was were all my choices. The thoughts that came from seeing an 80 instead of a 95 were, oh my God, I'm a failure. I can't believe I did this. I'm such an idiot. Why didn't I see this stuff? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? It was just a barrage. Like right behind Mike Tyson just came the angry emotions and the disappointment and the frustration and the confusion, which yes, I do teach in my NLP classes that frustration, confusion, overwhelm, that's a signal that you're getting ready to have a breakthrough because you're learning new things. And I have been feeling frustrated and confused and overwhelmed by this master's degree damn near since it started. There is a ton of work. And I knew, I knew, I'm not a dunderhead, that I was getting ready to get myself into a whole slew of work. But man, it has been more than I have anticipated. And so... There are times where I feel like I'm just holding on by my fingertips, but I'm like, that's it. You know, lots of people climb amazing structures by their fingertips, right? It's all about just keep moving, get a good grip and just pull yourself up. Just don't stop. Just keep moving forward. So here I am with my student hat on, having to take that back off and put on the coaching hat. Meanwhile, I'm trying to do this at the same time that I'm having these negative thoughts about myself as a student and having these negative feelings that are associated with these thoughts. Now, in the CT far, here comes action, here comes results. What are my actions going to be? In the next 10 minutes, it is going to determine a lot. What are the actions going to be? Do I continue having a meltdown and ultimately go into a coaching session, not 100% there, maybe not even 50% there, giving way less of myself than the client across the screen is expecting and not showing up fully for them, even though they're ready to show up fully for me. That is one potential action. The other action is to get myself grounded, allow student Jesse to go sit in the other chair in my office because I'm in the coaching chair, mind you. I've got a coaching chair. I've got a student chair. I've even got a stand-up desk with an exercise bike underneath it. And then I've got my, um, what I like to call my multimedia desk. So I've really got like four workstations in my office. And they all are very anchored in particular behaviors I'm expecting myself to accomplish while I'm there. And so when I'm in the coaching seat, um, it's time to coach. 
It's time to teach. It's time to do whatever. That's what the coaching chair is there for. Student chair, study and chair, reading chair, those are in different places. But here I am sitting in my coaching chair, wearing the student hat, freaking out about my grade. So the action I determine I'm going to take in that moment, rather than continue with the meltdown or, you know, I know I need to call the school. I know I need to get my counselor on board. I need to start to gather up GCU Jesse's team. It is time to gather up team GCU Jesse because this 80 out of 100 isn't going to fly. I'm not a perfectionist. I'm a progressionist. It's a very big difference. I've got a growth mindset. Whatever I did wrong, I know I can figure out. I just need to be able to get the team together and start having some people guide me through the things I I can do better the next time. So here we are and it's time to do that. And now I've got five minutes before the session. So the action that I choose is to get myself grounded and show up fully wearing the coaching hat, allowing, you know, student Jesse to sit over there in student chair and he can fume and he can be pissed off. It's only no, 15, 20 feet away from me. Got a very long office. It's like a 20 by 15 foot office. Well, that's where Jesse can go sit. Student Jesse can go sit his ass over in the student chair and he can wait until after the coaching session because the actions I'm going to do right now is to ground myself, be 100% present and rock and rock and roll this coaching session because the other person on the other side of the screen is expecting 100% coach Jesse, not 25% coach Jesse and 75% student Jesse. That's not going to help. It is not what they're paying for. That is not what they signed up for. I've got to show up and be ready to rock and roll. And that's the result I got. I have a couple songs I like to listen to. Um, Dr. Fe- uh, not Off the Dr. Feelgood album, it's called Kickstart My Heart by a band called Motley Crue and uh, Body Rock by a musician named Moby. These are my two pump me up songs. I listen to them um, before big things and then like after coaching sessions or, you know, after I do something awesome, I like to put kickstart my heart and body rock on and then before I do something. So it's sort of like I sandwich awesome events between kickstart my heart and body rock. It's just... You're not familiar with these songs, go on your favorite music streaming app and type in Kickstart My Heart and Body Rock and listen to them and tell me that they don't make you want to charge through a freaking wall or celebrate having charged through a freaking wall. And so that's what I did. I got up out of the chair. I spun around a little bit, did, did a little four, three, four breathing technique. Um, I breathe, you know, inhale for four seconds, hold three seconds, exhale for four seconds. Um, I do four, three, four, because there's a bunch of, if you add four and three, you get seven. So it's seven in, it's seven out. That's yeah, I know I've got an issue with the number seven. We're homies like that. So I did some breathing, listened to my body rock, listened to my kickstart, my heart made sure. I mean, literally I just, you know, you know, using invisible hats, made sure that I walked over to my desk and put student hat down, went back over to the coaching chair, you know, and visualized putting coach hat back on because this is what I needed right now. I needed to be wearing the coaching hat. Circumstance, saw the great. Thought, I'm a loser. Feeling of despair. Action, it could have gone sideways, could have told the client can't meet, could have immediately called up GCU Jesse's team, but I, that was not what needed to be done there. And the reason why I'm so, I find this so important to bring up with you all is because somewhere in your life, you're wearing a hat, right? You could be in your car right now with your work hat on and then somebody, you know, your, your spouse calls you up and all of a sudden they need dad or mom hat back on. And you're literally sitting here trying to get pumped up to go to work or for a meeting or a sales call, whatever. You might be wearing a hat and out of nowhere, a curveball comes and now all of a sudden you put on a different hat, but you already were going in one direction with one hat on and out of nowhere, you had to put on a different hat. Now, if Sasquatch comes running into my office right now and rips my arms off, then yeah, I'm going to tell my client, sorry, I got to go take care of my ripped off arms by this wackadoodle Sasquatch. And there's going to be a Sasquatch in your life who's going to roll in and completely screw up a moment that you thought you were prepared for. And yes, you might have to put on a different hat in this ridiculous... analogy or story or example that I'm using right now. I'm using a gigantic hairy beast that may or may not live in the forest of Oklahoma or anywhere, I suppose, and saying that he could potentially rip our arms off. But we felt this. 
whether it's seeing a grade we weren't expecting or have, you know, um, having your child spill something all over your, you know, couch, right. As you're trying to leave for work or, you know, you're trying to go into your kid's game and the boss calls you and tells you that your report was a shit show. There's lots of times where this, you know, ridiculous example of a Sasquatch comes rolling in and rips your arms off and just starts beating you with them. But you're wearing a hat. I was wearing a hat. I was going in one direction. I put on another hat, inadvertently was kicked in the chest multiple times by Mike Tyson. Yeah, I think Ewan McGregor may have been there too. It was a lot. There was a lot of beatdowns going on. And mostly it was just me, me beating myself up. The event had happened. The grade was received. It was what it was. I knew as soon as this client session was over, I was going to call up my counselor. I was going to call up my advocate there. I was going to find out who else I could get up on Team Jesse, and I was going to figure out a solution for this. But here we are a minute away from me hitting, you know, open the waiting room, and then the client shows up. I needed to be Coach Jesse. Where in your life does something come out of nowhere, plop a new hat on you, but you need to get that other hat back on? And this is why we're talking about CT FAR today, because circumstances create thoughts and feelings, and those are going to drive your actions, and those are going to give you your results. So coaching session over, rocked it out, 100% present, client 100% present, super fabulous coaching session. Now it's time to put student hat back on. Now I got to call my counselor. I got to let them know about my grade. I got to find out who I can call in to help me learn how to write APA style essays and how I can, you know, basically figure out how to become a very good master's level essay writer in a week because I've got a, there's an essay due every single Wednesday night at midnight. So I've got to get this figured out. Call my counselor right now. I was going through all that CT far. I was going through different thoughts and feelings, providing actions and results, sitting there in the coaching chair. But now I'm over here and I'm in the student chair. Now, I'm, now with my self-awareness, I'm, I mean, guys, I'm not just making this shit up. Literally, I was actually noticing how I was cycling through CT far for this entire, this story is going to last about 36 hours, <laughs> not this episode, but just how long it took me to finally get myself back grounded. 36 hours. So when I talk about some of these things and you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to figure this out in 10 seconds and everything's going to be fine. And I'm over here like shaking my upper body like uh, Rodney Dangerfield was doing in that back, you know, back to school movie he was in. Hey, everybody, I'm the life of the party. Hey, yeah. You think you're just going to snap your fingers? shit's going to fix itself that fast? No, it takes one second to completely have something go off the rails. And it can take quite a long time to get it back going in the right direction. So let's just make sure I say that right now. So here we are, about an hour and 15 minutes into finding out about my grade. I've got my advisor on the phone. I let him know what happened. And we start talking through who I can bring in on Team Jesse in order to make this work out. Now, while I'm having this, I mean, I get on there. My thoughts are, I'm like, um, okay, I'm, I'm just too old. This is just too much. I'm just, I'm not prepared. I just, this, maybe I should just take some time away. Maybe this is a sign, you know, just let's just go back to what I was doing. I was really comfortable. I'll just teach NLP and I'll just do the recovery coaching and I'll speak more often. And I'll grow the business that way. I don't, don't need to be a therapist. You know, I, I can go on and do my TED talks other ways. I don't, they don't need this experience. Like my brain was almost trying to talk me out of the entire master's thing <laughs> over one fucking grade. <laughs> my brain's like, you know what? Maybe you don't got this. Now, mind you guys, I'm not a moron. Like I know whose voice that is. That's, that's drunk Jesse. Yeah. That one I put all the way in the back of the bus. Well, he can be really loud when he wants to be. And even though he is way in the back of the bus, he was definitely causing a ruckus. You can't handle this. You're a loser. It wasn't the alcohol and the drugs back in the day when you were going through school the first time. You're just not a good student. You might even be stupid. Are you stupid, Jesse? <laughs> I'm just beating myself up. So I'm talking to my counselor and I'm going through these thoughts and the feelings. And I'm just telling him, like, man, I am beating myself up right now. I'm, I'm calling myself stupid. I'm calling myself unprepared. I'm calling myself unprofessional. I was like, I am just tearing myself up. I was like, do you have any experience with these kind of emotions coming out of a, a brand new student in the master's? And he's like, yes. <laughs> he's like, you are not the first. And, and sadly, you will not be the last. He's like, I can understand that. Let's start getting a team together. 
Let's get you into some tutoring. Let's get you on the phone with the librarian. Let's get you on the phone with the advocate. Let's have you email the professor. Ask what you can be doing better. You know, Ask direct questions about the essay where she, she will give you more direct feedback so that you can get this stuff going. And so during this 30-minute phone call, I mean, the dude is like, it's like he's constantly talking me off the ledge. It's like he's the firefighter down at the bottom and, you know, I'm, I'm up here, you know, on floor 117. And I'm like, that's it. I'm dropping. And the firefighter's like, no, you can be a good student. I'm like, okay, you're probably right. And I get about 20 feet away. And then I'm like, no, I'm jumping. And firefighter's like, no, 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 you can be a good student. Just chill out. Okay, you're probably right. I'll come down. No, that's it. I'm jumping. It's just, it's like, where's Samuel L. Jackson with his Capital One V credit card with this parachute? You guys seen that commercial where he's like, heroes don't take the stairs. I'm like, because like, I need to get off, off this freaking skyscraper. So 30 minutes of this conversation, whipping through thoughts, whipping through feelings, just nonstop. But what we're discussing is actions I can take. Right, The most powerful action I could take when I got off that coaching session was to call my counselor. Dude, this is not cool. I want a better grade. A couple of times you've called me a perfectionist. I need to level it out to you. I am not a perfectionist. I am a progressionist. I didn't expect a perfect grade on this, but I definitely didn't expect this Mike Tyson's punch out that happened whenever I opened up my grade book an hour and 15 minutes ago. What can we do? He's like, okay, we can get the advocate, we can get some tutors, we can get the librarian, we can get your professor, let's get everybody involved, ask each one of them the specific questions tailored to what their area of expertise is, and let's start figuring out how you can be doing APA styling better, how you can start organizing your essays better, like what is it that you're not understanding, are you communicating well with your professor? This last week, that information helped out greatly. The actions I took when I started feeling frustrated and confused by the prompts for this week's essay, I just wrote her. Rather than trying to guess what the heck the question meant, I just asked the professor. And it worked out really well. I got a lot of clarity from sending those messages over to the professor. Awesome. Set up multiple tutor assignments. So I got somebody to walk me through APA styling. We walked through my paper, literally like paragraph by paragraph to see what I didn't do, which obviously by this time I felt like I did a pretty good job of reading it over. But I definitely was happy that the tutor was able to confirm or enlighten in areas where I needed some more guidance. Talk to my advocate. And she was able to let me know where all these different resources were on the website that I may have breezed over at the beginning a month and a half ago, but it was time to make sure I revisited and knew that they were there. There's a lot of resources to help. Talk to the librarian about different ways that I could uh, learn APA styling better. And it turns out they have multiple webinars that are literally there to show you where all this information is, how to be able to reference it quickly, and then teach you literally how to begin to style this. And I get it. I've been using Google. You can go into Google, type in APA style hyphen, and then just whatever question you have. And literally tons of websites pop up. I thought I was doing it right. But you'd be amazed how many different ways there are to cite things like websites versus books versus scholarly articles. It's it's, it's insane. Whoever the hell came up with this, I mean, I get it. When people are doing scholarly articles, trying to prove new fangdangled medical type stuff, you want the references to be there so people aren't plagiarizing and all this other shit. But man, it's like, did they have to make it so fucking complicated? <laughs> sometimes there's a comment. Sometimes it's in parentheses and other times it's italicized and other times you got to call Alf and have Alf do it for you. It's 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 a lot. So anyways... While I'm on the phone call with my counselor, all these thoughts and feelings are happening, but now positive thoughts and feelings are happening. Okay, there's a team. I can gather people. I can set up tutoring sessions. You know, we started talking. All of a sudden, some of those negative emotions, they started to go away, all based off of the action of calling the counselor, right? Now, old Jesse could just, you know, would have one, probably derailed the whole coaching session if he even showed up for it. would have been like, you know what? Something just came up. I'm so sorry. I've got to handle this. Can we reschedule the coaching session? That could have absolutely been one of the actions I took. Now that would have given me the result of, yes, calling up the counselor right away. But everything that I dealt with with the counselor after the coaching session, yes, it could have happened an hour and 15 minutes earlier, but it could have also just waited the hour and 15 minutes, right? Do 
put the hat on that I was already going toward. Put the coaching hat on, Jesse. Put the coaching hat on. Student hat will be waiting. Now, again, Sasquatch comes in, rips your arms off. You know, Sasquatch kidnaps your kid and runs away and gets in a hot air balloon. Yeah, you're going to need to take care of that. But most of the things that derail us on any given day don't necessarily need to be dealt with right then. We could put them off into a different time block into our day. But we let ourselves get hijacked by the immediacy of the thoughts and the feelings that are negative that say, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe this just happened. Like we're, you know, we're experiencing it like our car just got caught on fire while the Sasquatch was chasing us and Mike Tyson and McGregor were in my backseat when most things are just like, okay, feel the feelings, embrace the thoughts, but continue moving forward. You might, like, again, you might get called by your boss who tells you that your report's shit while you're on the way to your kid's baseball game. You want to go to the kid's baseball game. If it's after hours, the, the boss says, don't worry, we're going to take care of it tomorrow, but by the way, your report's still shit, right? But you can't do anything about it in that moment. It can be dealt with later, but right now you got the, you got the baseball dad hat on, and you want to keep that baseball hat on. You want to be 100% there for your relationship sphere. Don't worry. Career sphere will still be there. Now, again, if the boss calls you up and says, your report's crap, and I'm firing you tomorrow morning if you don't come in right now and fix this, okay. Unfortunately, you got to take off baseball dad hat, and you got to go put work hat back on, and you got to let the family know that this was you know unforeseen, but this is what's got to be. But most things aren't that serious. They're not that dramatic. It's not that do or die. Yes, I want to figure out this grade. I want to figure out how to be a better essayist, but I didn't need to do it right then and there at 11 a.m. I needed to keep my coach hat on and rock that out. But here I am at, you know, 1215 and now I got student hat on and we're getting answers. So now I'm able to go back into the rest of the coaching sessions, knowing that I've got a team in place. I've sent out all the emails that I can. I've made all the phone calls that I can. Team Jesse, GCU Jesse is gathering, right? It's like you put on the Batman light, you know, it's going to take Batman more than two seconds to roll up. He's got to put his outfit on. He's got to, you know, go down into his cave. He's got to get into his car. It can't just, the, the little bar that pushes the car up into the, you know, to street level doesn't just go straight up. It's got to spin and there's got to be lights and all these bats has got to fly out. I mean, it's this whole production, right? To get Batman to your thing. They make it seem like it happens really fast, but it at least takes a few minutes. Similarly in your life, you can put the Batman light on, but everybody's got their own thing. They're not running to your aid again, unless... There's a Sasquatch. <laughs> if you call up people and be like, pretty sure my kid just got, just got kidnapped by a Sasquatch. They're in a hot air balloon and I'm being chased down the street by Mike Tyson and McGregor. Okay, you're probably going to get some people jumping in their cars pretty quickly to come help you. But uh, most things aren't that dramatic. And one person's emergency does not constitute it in being an emergency for somebody else. They've got their own thing going on. So Team GCU Jesse was gathering. It was time to go back into the coaching. And now, again, CTFAR is happening every single second of your life. Something is happening externally. In, right, touch, taste, sight, sound, smell. It gets brought to you by your five senses. It gets thrown into your brain where it's going through all these different filters and processes. And it kicks back this internal representation. This picture of what you're experiencing externally becomes a picture in your mind of that external experience, but now it's being relived in your head. But with that comes all these thoughts and all these feelings and the deletions and the distortions and the generalizations and all of your metaprogramming and your your mood and your attitude and your memories and experiences and skills and judgments and all of this stuff. All of this is your, nothing that happens externally ever just gets to go inside your brain clean. It gets tagged by the emotional ghetto of your limbic system and just torn apart before it ever gets to the prefrontal cortex cortex. Before it even has a chance to be gathered up by rational thought, it has already driven through the emotional ghetto of the Olympic system and been tagged by all of these past experiences and all these doubts about your future. It does not come in clean. Any, you know, and no matter how much work you do on yourself, you're going to be contending with just being a human for the rest of your life. That's awesome because life is awesome, but it can also be... <laughs> And kicking the teeth with Sasquatches and hot air balloons and Mike Tyson and Ewan McGregor. I don't even know. I don't even know what else. Let's see what else comes out of my mouth in the next 20 minutes.
<laughs> but all of it's there. And you've got your own demons that are chasing you down the street. Maybe it's not McGregor and Tyson. I don't know. Maybe it's that freaking mean-ass looking clown from It. I don't know. I don't know. But you got yours and I know you know you got yours. So here I am sitting in the coaching chair, 100% coaching hat on. I've done everything student hat can do. Now it's time to stay focused. Knock out these next three coaching sessions. Everything goes magnificently well. And here I am. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. And now I can finally take a breath. I can listen to my body rock. I can listen to my kickstart my heart. And I can just close out the coaching sessions for the day. And here comes a concert in Nashville by a band called Poolside. Love Poolside. Funky beats. You could jam out to this stuff throughout any occasion. I am absolutely enamored by this band. I'm a big fan of Spotify. It's where I listen to all my music on. You type in Poolside. Go over there. Check out this band, especially their first album called Heat. There's a song called Drifting. I swear, and everything goes. That album is, oh my God, it's fire. But that song, Drifting, just melts me away. There's another one. California sunset. It's a California sunset. Oh, it's a California sunset. Love, love, love this band. And they're in Nashville. And I have had a ticket for a, a smidge bit and it was ready to get ready for that show. And it's two hours away. Now, again, let's go back to CT Far. The circumstance is that it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I have owned these tickets to go see Poolside for a little bit of time now. I've been looking forward to seeing this band. I had some thoughts. Dude, you got a horrible grade. You don't get you don't deserve to get to go to a concert. You need to sit your ass down and you need to figure out how to be a better student right now. Feelings of despair, lacking of hope, all that positivity I felt with my counselor, that was in the moment with him on the phone, with my advocate on the phone, but now it was now that was five and a half hours ago. So now I'm over here. Well, I guess it was like three and a half, four hours ago. Not the point. Point is that was hours ago. Now the positivity had worn off and the negativity monster was able to come back in. You don't deserve this. You need to sit down. In fact, you should be punished. You should go to your room without dinner. That's my dad's voice. That's how my dad treated me when I was a kid, when I didn't get good grades, right? I would bring home B minuses and absolutely get grounded. I, if I didn't bring home all my books then and study shit, I didn't even need to study because I'd gotten a C on a test, I'd get in trouble if I didn't do that. Like that's that kind of thought was my dad's voice in my head. And, you know, bless the man, rest in peace. He did the best he could with the resources he had. He was raised in a brutal house as a child, lacking all levels of emotional intelligence. And he raised me as well as he could considering who he was. So blessed be the man. At the same time, I'm 47 now and I'm in charge of Jesse. And Jesse isn't going to send me up, you know, down into my room. Like, no, you bad. No football for you. No cell phone for you. No concert for you. You go sit in a dark room and think about what you've done. But dad, it was an 80 out of 100. Yeah, well, what happened to the other 20 points? You think rich people get 80s out of 100? You think financially stable, emotionally resilient people are getting 80s out of 100? No. Losers who work... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to come up with some random job to say because I feel like I'll insult somebody out there. So I'll just say no job. Whatever you think a shitty job is, insert that into the end of that little example. So here I am, four o'clock. You know what? I'm going to this concert. Eat a little bit of food, get in the car. Now let's get back into the CT far. So here we are, the circumstance. I'm driving car to poolside. Now, the thoughts and the feelings, they're, it's swirling. And again, there's CT far happening all the time. I'm just calling you out to some very distinct ones I had during the day. All right, so we had coach hat on, we had student hat on. Well, now it's driving hat. Driving hat gets Jesse to a location where he can then put on concert hat. And I love concert hat Jesse. One of my favorite versions of me is concert Jesse. I absolutely love concert Jesse. I mean, I'm literally shooting this podcast after going and seeing Beach Boys tonight. I love it. I've got two fish shows coming up over the weekend. So literally from last Thursday till this coming Sunday, I'll have gone to four concerts over the course of nine days. And this is not unfamiliar territory for me. I have done this countless amounts of times in my life. Summer of 2013, in order to make it a really exciting summer, um, I think at least five times I saw five concerts in one week from a Monday to Sunday, at least five times. That year alone, I saw, I went to over a hundred concerts. There's only 365 days in a year. Um, anyways, back to the point. So driving Jesse's got to get concert Jesse to the show. And so I decide that on the way there, I'm going to listen to one of my philosophy podcasts that talks about uh, 
different ways of thinking and different ways of communicating. And so, and really what ultimately ended up happening with that is I just ended up playing it in the background while I was daydreaming about ways that I could begin to prepare myself for a better week of school. And that's what I chose my thoughts and my feelings to be about on this drive. I'm a very good driver. I've easily put in, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know, you know 10, 15,000 miles a year since I started driving at 18. I'm now 47. Was that 30 years? I mean, we're probably looking at close to 400, 500,000 miles. I can trance out and get myself places. And that's certainly what I did in this predicament. I just drove myself to Nashville, two hours to get to this. And the whole time I'm thinking, okay, what if you time block? What if on Fridays you did this? And what if on Saturdays you could do that? And then there's Mondays and Tuesdays when you're writing and you need to be doing this. And during this process, my thoughts and my feelings actually started coming up with solutions I hadn't even thought of. Because rather than locking myself into a dark room and thinking about what I'd done because I got an 80 out of 100 instead of a 95, I put myself into a positive vibration. I'm driving Jesse's getting concert Jesse to a show. I'm wearing the appropriate hat for the appropriate thing. And I'm being very self-aware of how my thoughts and my feelings are controlling my actions. So while I'm in the car driving, I start thinking about school. And it's in this process of school that I realize that there are very, there are three very distinct areas of this school experience that I'm having right now. Now, it could expand and it could contract and it could grow and change and all that jazz. But right now, here's what I've got. There are three distinct areas. There is the learning how to be a good student area. There is the gathering of information student area. And then there is the activation of the information version of me, right? So I've got, I've got to evolve into a student I've got to learn new information and I got to activate that information. So it's like ELA is what I ended up coming up with, right? Evolve into a student, learn new information, activate from that information. So it's like, okay, it's time to be ELA. Which one am I being? Evolving into a student means that I've got to know APA style. I've got to understand how to write essays. I got to, I hopped up on uh, YouTube the other day and started listening to some people teach uh, talk about how to be a better writer when it comes to academic essays. Because I have written hundreds, if not thousands, of blogs and shit like that. But ain't nobody asking for citations on stupid clickbait freaking articles you're writing for, you know, the whatever those, oh, I don't know. I wrote for a bunch of websites in Los Angeles. Not important. There's a different way of writing. So I need to evolve into this student. I need to learn more about being a student, evolution to a student. Then I have to learn. There are 17 freaking external resources on top of a textbook that is like a thousand pages long. <laughs> They're like, you need to read three chapters a week. I'm like, those three chapters equal 190 pages. <laughs> And this isn't like reading a Dean R. Coons book. This is some medical site, like heavily cited. This is some deep, deep stuff here. I'm like, who is reading all this stuff and taking it all in? So then I have to evolve to learn how to read this stuff. And then activation of the information means how am I utilizing it in conversations? How am I utilizing it on this show? But most importantly, how am I utilizing it in my essays? So these are the three distinct areas. So then I started to time block. In my head, on the drive there, I start time blocking. I'm like, okay, the new, the new week opens up Thursday mornings whenever you log in. That's your opportunity to figure out what all the external resources are. That's your opportunity to get a gist of what is going to be required of you in the uh, two 200-word essays and then the one 1,250-word essay. I was like, in the right when you first open it up, you should start to gather up your scholarly resources. Um, the 200-word essays require one each, and then the 1,250-word essay requires four. So I was like, it's only six resources. So why don't you do that right out the gate Thursday morning? Now you've got your resources. You can be reading through those and the textbook, and now you can be gathering up all your information on Friday over the couple hours or Saturday or Sunday when you've got some downtime, and then Monday and Tuesday become your heavy writing day. So I'm figuring all this out through my thoughts while I'm activating myself to Nashville, right? The result is I get to this show and yes, there's still about 20% of my brain being bullied by, you know, dad's voice and that little drunk version of Jesse, you know, back in row 77 of his bus, but I'm here. 
I'm wearing concert hat Jesse. It has the universe wanted me to realize that I had done everything according to, you know, the best version of me. The universe literally wanted me to realize that I had done it. I had done it well. I had done it well. I'm not going to say right or wrong because I wanted to say I've done it right. But that's like a judgment word. I did it well. And the universe wanted me to know that. And this is, again, you know how the mind is always making meaning? The, you know, we make, the, nothing means anything until we decide for it to mean something. Nothing has meaning until we attach meaning to it. And so here I am, I get to the show well before, right? I go online and it said that the show started at eight. Well, it did. The opening act was a DJ. So the opening act comes on at eight. I get there at 730. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is old, older version of Jesse officially in the building. I get to a show that doesn't technically start till nine o'clock. I get to it an hour and a half early and I'm the guy double fisting water <laughs> Because I drink um, ice water and then soda water, no ice, no straw, no fruit. Those are my, that's what I, when I go to a show that's at a bar, those are the two beverages that I have. And so after the DJ's done, and so poolside's getting ready to come out, I go up to the bar to get a refill of my ice water and soda water, no ice, no straw, no fruit. And I'm double fisting my waters, going back over to the little wall where I was just going to, you know, lean up and enjoy the band. And I hear my name. Now, Jesse is not a common name. So when I hear it, I am very aware that it's being said. And I have no idea who I might know in Nashville, but it is not unusual for me to run into people I know in random cities. So I turn around and there is the universe telling me, it's all good, brother. A person that I was pretty good friends with at Dharma Recovery Meetings, which is the Buddhist-based addiction recovery uh, program slash meetings that I attend here in Huntsville. Mad cool dude. We had great conversations. We both used to work out at the same gym. It was just really cool man. And he's there with his girlfriend and I hadn't seen him in over a year. I wasn't sure where he went off to. Turns out he moved to Nashville to be with his girlfriend and they're huge fans of Poolside. And so I walk up and when we do the, you know, the hugs and oh my God, what are you up to? And we start talking about music we've seen and what's going on with life. And his girlfriend is super nice. And so we just sit there as this little, you know, triangle talking and just enjoying it. I was like, well, hey man, I was like, can I just dance with you all the rest of the night? He's like, oh hell yeah, man, let's dance the night away. And sure as shit we did. And it was just like the universe was saying, here you go, brother. Here you go. Got kicked in the chest, Sasquatch, Mike Tyson, McGregor, they were all there, right? But you put the student hat down, you kept the coaching hat on, you put the student hat back on, you got all those cone calls, got all those emails done, put the coaching hat back on, you straight crushed that. All along the while, while you were driving up here, you were thinking about better ways to you know, really focus down and spend your time wisely with school. Those Over those two hours, you got your thoughts and your feelings in order. And when you walked in here, you were ready to be concert, Jesse. And just to make sure you realize that we're happy with your behaviors today, here is a really cool dude that you used to hang out with in Huntsville. We're going to pop him into the middle of this poolside show. So you got somebody to dance with for the rest of the night. You ready to fucking go? Because here comes poolside. And they came out and it was lit. I mean, funky beats, uh, man. First of all, I thought most of their music was digital and was created by a computer, and I was way off. They are just a magnificent band, just phenomenal live. I heard all my favorite songs except for two. Uh, it's a California sunset and drifting weren't played. And I'm super bummed about it. But so it's such as life. There's always another show. And, you know, after it was done, the band actually came down and started signing autographs and all this other cool stuff. And Lee uh, was really into that. And so... Um, just absolutely went and made sure that he got all of the autographs that he wanted and ran around. I mean, I got the saxophonist and I got, you know, everybody, everybody that needed to be signing these albums and these pieces of paper, I made it happen. And it was just such an amazing experience to get to shake these people's hands to get to say hello to this band who I've liked since they came out in 2017. It was just, it was amazing. And then, you know, there I am back in my car, driving home, swing by Bucky's, get myself this delicious barbecue sandwich, some awesome chips. The night didn't end until three, back up at the crack, crack of dawn and crushing through it. And why I said it took about 36 hours, I'll close up with this, is that I went to the gym that day and I was texting somebody in the tribe, um, you know, 
shout out to you. You know, I'm talking about you. And she's going to come back into the NLP class and is awesome stuff. And um, I am doing these new workouts that get my heart rate up to help me um, release these last seven pounds. And so one of them was taking a slam ball, which if you've ever been to the gym, there's there's balls that look like kickballs from back when you were in school, at least when I was in school in the 80s. Um, but they're really heavy. So there's, you know, 10, 15, 20 pound slam balls. And one of these exercises was slamming this ball on the ground over and over and over and over again, as many times as you can in 20 seconds, take 10 seconds off and do that 20 different rounds. 20 seconds slamming, 10 seconds staring at the ball, hating it, go back into slamming it for 20 seconds. And you have to do that for 20 rounds. And so I was... I took all my frustration, all my anger, all my animosity out on the grade, on my thinking, on the negative feelings, all of that stuff, got myself to the gym and just, I I mean, I slammed that ball to hell. Unfortunately, (laughs) I slammed it really hard multiple, multiple, multiple times. And it it wasn't like, it was firm, which means it bounced. And there was a couple times (laughs) this thing (laughs) went off the side of my head. I'm telling you what. It did feel a little bit like Mike Tyson. <laughs> I took it, I mean, straight into my face one time. It was in that perfect spot where it didn't go underneath the chin and it didn't go um, onto the tip of my nose. It just went right. I mean, I had my head turned just enough so that it was like just getting punched <laughs> straight in the face by a right hook. <laughs> and you're sitting there, rah, rah. I'm not making the noises because I try not to be the guy calling attention to himself in the gym, but I am definitely just slamming this ball down. And then the thing bounces off the ground incorrectly and starts coming at my face and I just try to turn away from it. And this is as if the universe wanted to be like, no worries, bro. You can, you can, you can slam this ball into hell, but hell's going to come up and knock you upside the head a couple times more. And so went to the gym, did the crushing workout and, you know, got myself grounded, did everything I told y'all I thought about doing in the car ride. You know, I spent Friday um, making sure I had all my resources together. I, in fact, I went ahead and knocked out both the discussion questions while I was doing that. And before it was taking two, three hours to do a discussion question. It took me one hour total to do both. And I got max points on both. So I have realized that I'm already habituating different behaviors and that I'm getting myself more into this flow. I'm going to get out of here on this, that we all have hats that we're wearing and CT far is happening all the time. I just broke off four or five different examples of how I utilized it in just a 36 hour period. I want you to be monitoring where within yourself that the slam ball comes and pops you in the jaw every once in a while, making sure you're awake. You're wearing a hat. You're on the way to your kid's football game. You're on the way to, uh, you know, a dinner date with your new girlfriend or boyfriend. Like you're, you're already, you're on your way somewhere. You got driving hat on. And as soon as you get there and you park the car, you get to put on dating hat or concert hat or employee hat or boss hat or coach hat. And there's an infinite amount of examples. So just manifest whatever hat, you might literally be be wearing a hat right now. You might be driving yourself somewhere to park the car to then put on the hat for whatever. And at any point in time, life can throw a Sasquatch into the mix. You've got to figure out right then and there, is this Sasquatch something that I can just say, okay, you know what? You go sit over there I'll fight with you later. Right now, I got to keep this hat on. Or did the Sasquatch just, you know, rip your arms off and bash you upside the head? Then you might need to go take care of that. But not everything is as detrimental as the old addict mind wants to make it out to be. We have to know how to compartmentalize. If you get some bad news at work, but you're on your way to to the kids' baseball game, are you going to be 25% at the kids' baseball game and 75% at work? Because if that's the case, you should just drive your ass to work. If I'm not going to show up as a 100% coach, I shouldn't show up at all. 25% coach is not what people are investing in themselves through me in order to achieve. That's not going to cut it. And in your life, it doesn't cut it either. If you are decisive and you make a decision to take action, to go somewhere, wear that hat and wear it with pride and wear it with authority and keep that hat. Imagine you're a baseball player. You know how they're always adjusting their hat. You just make sure you adjust the hell out of it if that's what you need to do. But be present doing what you're doing. 
compartmentalize that other thing over there. I'm not telling you not to feel feelings. I'm not telling you to ignore thoughts. I'm not telling you to, oh, well, you know, Jesse said that I need to be, all right, now I'm wearing, you know, go to the baseball game hat. And, uh, you know, I heard my uh, my dog got out the backyard, but I'm wearing a baseball hat, man. I'm not going to wear a dog owner hat. Look, you have to figure out the hierarchy of importance of something. But 10, 15 minutes before a coaching session, Canceling the coaching session to call up my advisor, to call up my advocate, to call up my counselor, that's not solving anything. Nothing I was going to figure out at 11 couldn't be figured out at 12.15. So let's reset, let's ground, and let's get into it. I wasn't victimized by the teacher. I got what I earned. There is no villain here. I'm not a victim. I wasn't looking for my counselor to be a hero. I was looking for me to be the creator. I called up Team GCU Jesse, and I got my coaches gathered. And the professor, and the way she graded that, that was just the challenger, challenging me to push myself more, to push myself harder, to figure this stuff out. I crushed this week's bibliography. And I talked to the tutor today, and she's like, you're literally just doing all this by hand. There's whole websites that you can just put this information in. It'll kick you out you know, the citation exactly the way that it needs to be in your reference page. I'm like, yeah, I was just taking it and just adding it all in. I was like, oh, just, I mean, it doesn't take that long. And she's like, well, once you know where all the information is, you can put it in this box. I'm like, finding the information is the hardest part. Once I have all the information, I don't need some software to do it for me. I'm still going to try it because, you know, I take coaching and that's one of the coolest things about me. If somebody tells me, hey, you should check this out. It might actually help. I'm going to check it out. But it was cool to get a compliment by somebody who has been writing at this university for as long as they had saying, man, this is this is pretty damn good. A couple commas here, a couple periods there, miss parenthesis there. But overall, you're doing a good job. Way to go. All right. But it, that's what we're talking about here is that you are putting the hat on and you're focusing down in. Whether I had canceled the coaching session or waited like I did, right? Either way, the phone calls were going to be made. Either way, Team GCU Jesse was going to be gathered. Either way, the, the Batman light was going to be flipped on. Where in your life do you have the ability to flip the Batman light on? Who is there as part of your team? Because there's a whole different team I'm going to need for GCU, Jesse, than I'm going to need for Car Broke Down, Jesse, right? Or uh, Fell Down the Stairs, Jesse, or Popped My Back at the Gym, Jesse, or Struggling to Figure Out if I Can Make It Through Another Day, Jesse. Same for you. My therapist had me do this when I first got into sobriety. She's like, I want you to have a list of five people that you would call on a good day, five people you would call when you're having a bad day. Five people you would call if you were sitting at the bar with a shot in front of you. Five people you would call the morning after you drank all those shots at the bar. She's like, because there's going to be different people based on what's happening in your life. Certain people are going to better fit in certain places. Right? You might want a cheerleader to pump you up during a bad day, but you may not want to listen to that cheerleader if you're coming off of a lapse. That might be somebody you want who will just listen to you and let you cry. She's like, you want to make sure you figure out who can be on which team you need them to be on and then gather them up and let them know they're on that team for you. Make sure they're okay being on that team for you. So I want you to do this if you haven't already done it. Think of the different teams you might need, right? If you are a coach of your kid's baseball team, you know who the coaches are there. You know who you can call upon if the kids aren't doing well or one of the kids calls out sick and you need an emergency new quarterback or new pitcher. You know who to call upon. Just like I want you to know who to call upon in other areas of your life. Your boss tells you you, you turned in a shitty report. Who would you call within your work environment to help you with that? Who would you call? I knew by calling my counselor and getting my advocate on the phone, I knew there was tutors. I already knew there was a librarians. I knew these people existed, but I hadn't gathered them. I hadn't actually called them and said, okay, it's time to, all right, it's time to circle the wagons. And that's what we did. And I utilized CT FAR to just realize that all these negative thoughts and all these negative feelings, they were just showing up on a little boat. And they could easily pass me by, and I could just let these negative thoughts and feelings go over the waterfall, whoosh. Whoosh. Because they were coming. There was always more. It was almost like, it was, 
You know, like the I picture like the the Nile River and running through Egypt with just like tons of grain boats from back in the day just going down. They're all slamming into each other. Like there was enough negative emotions, but in there, in those negative emotions, were also some positive emotions. Right? And I pulled those over to the shore as much as I could and let the negative ones float away. But it was all about realizing that thoughts and feelings were coming. It was up to me to determine what my actions were going to be because my actions determine my results. Thoughts and feelings, they are not even tangible. They are just things that I feel inside. And I can allow them to get stuck on the riverbank, you know, swirling and swirling and swirling, or I can let them go over the waterfall. It's my choice. Very good chance that negative feelings got another 50 of his buddies coming right down. I don't really need one swirling. There's another 50 coming. <laughs> What's important is that I'm monitoring the actions. Right? It's, you know how people say it's not what you say, it's what you do? It is, yeah, that is, you can say a lot. It's all about what you're doing. You can think a lot of things, you can feel a lot of things, but what are you doing? You want to be the victim and sit on your couch and sulk and mope and feel depressed and sad about, you know, out of nowhere, the Sasquatch shows up and it it pops the hat off you really wanted to wear and slaps a new hat on you. Sure, you could do that, but it's not really going to remedy the situation. When I have people contact me and be like, Jesse, I just can't seem to kick this habit. What am I going to do? I'm like, you're going to stop using. I get it. There's pain and suffering and emotions, and these things can suck sometimes. But it's not getting any better the more and more we go back to the poison. We've done that. At some point, no matter therapy, no matter meetings, no matter encouragement, no amount of sunlight breaking through the clouds on a gloomy day and illuminating a pretty flower on a sidewalk is going to be that spark that we think is going to magically change our mindset to get us fired up about addiction recovery. Sometimes we just have to do it feeling shitty. I used to say this a lot back in the day. Sometimes you just have to do things afraid. Sometimes you just have to do things whenever you're scared. Sometimes you just have to do things when you're mad. Sometimes you have to do things when you're ashamed or disappointed or disgruntled or jealous or hurt. But you got to keep that hat on. You got to keep the hat on that says, I can do this. I can power forward. When it was time for coaching hat, it was time for coaching hat. When it was time for student hat, student hat. Driving hat, driving hat, concert hat, concert hat. Gym hat, gym hat. It worked out. I'm not going to say that it was easy. It was a tough 36 hours. But now I get to share it with you and I get to feel like fucking A. Still six and a half years in, I'm challenging myself. I am, I am growing my self-awareness. It is magnificent. No tree ever stops growing. You are the tree. I am the tree. Dying in the sun, dying, you know, we're either thriving in the sunshine or dying in the shade. Last Thursday to Friday was one of those days where I felt like if you know, I'm that plant, I'm that branch that is growing towards the sunshine. I could have sunk back. I could have allowed the, the shadows and the shade to override me, but I didn't. And it was a tumultuous, emotional 36 hours. But I showed up fully for those who needed me to show up fully for them. And then I showed up fully for myself when it was time for that. I need you to figure that version out and all that stuff out. You got to figure that out for yourself. But I know you can figure it out. Not just because you listen to this show, but because you've chosen to figure it out. Choosing to figure something out and saying, this is it. I've decided to do this. I'm going to figure this out. You might be lapsing every seven days, every 14 days, but you've already chosen to figure it out, which means that the figuring it out is happening. What's sending you backwards, forwards, up, down, left, right, in, out, all that stuff, is that's part of your self-awareness. That's something that we're going to talk about in the upcoming shows. I'm going to get out of here. I've said I'm going to get out of here on this so many times. Here it is. It's one in the morning, and now it's past midnight. It wasn't supposed to be this late. This was supposed to be a 30-minute episode. I actually went 15 minutes longer than the last episode, but I really do think that this was more... I don't really know if it was more succinct. I don't know. Sometimes I think I repeat myself over and over and over again, but I know it's helpful because it's in that repetition that it starts to really sink in. So if you'd started to daydream or float away, you were able to realize CT far, the hats you're wearing, compartmentalization whenever it's pertinent, 
whenever, whenever it's good for that situation, right? You got to understand, is it just a fly buzzing around your head or is it the Sasquatch ripping your arms off? Because not everything is as detrimental as we think it is, but we certainly want to be aware of things whenever they are detrimental, whenever they are calamitous. We want to be aware of that. You can make that choice. If you want to really dive into understanding what's going on inside your head, I teach neuro-linguistic programming. I've got the tribe. I've got the online academy. And obviously, I have one-on-one coaching. Any of those things are available to you. Go to jessemogul.com forward slash ask me. Click on the coaching button or click on the NLP button. Fill out the form. Let me know you're out there. I will make sure that I reach out to you. Other than that, as always, inclusivity over exclusivity. The power of positive energy release and flow every day is the best day of our lives because we wake up sober even on shitty days when Mike Tyson punches me in the gut with an 80 it's even my even my worst day sober is better is better than my best day drunk shout out to sunshine shout out to robert glow the frick on see you next week bye bye Looking in the mirror and being disappointed with the person looking back at you is demoralizing. How are you supposed to build yourself up when all the while you're beating yourself down inside your head? The problem you run into is your mind runs on thousands of programmed loops, and these loops direct when you smile, frown, laugh, and get sad, amongst the many other emotions available to us. These loops also direct when you push through a challenge and when you fall back into patterns and habits that are wrecking your life. This show aims to directly speak to your subconscious mind and create new pathways of behaviors. And yet some of y'all need a little more guidance than that. Imagine there's a version of you locked inside you, banging to get out, and all you need are the keys. When used in order, will unlock yourself from yourself. There are infinite keys, and I have trained myself first on me, then with hundreds of clients just like you, to unlock our potential so we can free ourselves from our addictions and negative self-talk. If you are ready to change everything by changing the smallest things, go to jessemogul.com slash askme and fill out a coaching questionnaire today. Nothing changes until you decide you want to change. Let's do it together. Do you love the topics on this show? Are you interested in knowing how I radically changed my perspective on my life and the world? Are you ready to change your thinking so your feelings and actions are directed by your optimistic and empowered self? I teach neuro-linguistic programming to people just like you. NLP teaches us to guide our minds to envision your life in amazing ways and then guides you to find that internal desire to actually go and take action. If you are tired of starting and stopping, quitting when the going gets tough, not achieving the changes you so desperately desire, then NLP is just as ready for you as you are ready for it. Go to jessemogul.com slash ask me and complete the NLP questionnaire today. Classes start in the spring. See you then. One last advert, my friends. I'm a one-man band over here. If you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon, Stand Store, or buy me a cup of coffee. Any support I receive goes directly to growing this show, my channel, and my business of providing support to those who need it most. From driving to speak at addiction recovery centers, to coaching and mentoring those seeking sobriety and recovery, to paying for all the software that keeps this all going, any support you bring will be well received. Thank you for being a loyal listener and for patiently waiting for these adverts to end. I specifically choose not to promote other companies' products on my show because I don't know if their stuff is a great fit for you, but I'm pretty sure mine is. If you would like more information on how to support me through Patreon, the Stand Store, or buy me a cup of coffee, all that information is located in the show notes. All right, my friends, it's been a pleasure having you here. See you on the next episode. <music>